Good evening and welcome to the Technically Speaking Podcast. I am your host, uh, Aaron, and I'm joined this evening by Peter. How are Hello. you? Hello. It is lovely to be here. It is, um, it is actually the evening when we're recording this. Yeah. Usually you do like to say good evening at one in the afternoon, so it's uh, it's factually accurate well, this time. It's just it's just natural, you know, probably the most common times this will be listened to is either on a commute to work or a commute from work. So Definitely. Yeah, good morning or good evening, whenever you're listening. Um, today, uh, it's a similar format but a slightly different uh, sort of content that we'll have. Topic? Uh, yes, topic, that is the word I'm looking for. Um, so basically what we're going to do today is discuss what uh, what tech we actually own and how we use it and what we use it for. Yeah, I think the word discuss makes it sound formal. I think what we just want to do is just chat to each other about what technology we use in our day-to-day lives, Um, maybe some of the the technology that's not spoken about that much in the day-to-day, particularly the software for me, things like apps and programs and stuff that I find that help me out in the day-to-day. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what you want to know. Or. Yeah, it will be. Uh, it will be just a wee general chat. So we're going to sort of do this as like two interviews. First, first half I'll be asking Peter. Uh, obviously, he's got um, his own company, uh, so I would imagine that he uses technology in a very like full-on way. Um, whereas myself, when Peter interviews me in the second half, I'm a more casual user of technology. I would say. So there's probably a good balance that we're going to strike because we may have people listening who are right into their tech who use it like it's in great, I mean I would say it's in great in my life as well but like to a, to a very extreme degree and then you have people who just want to you know play the odd game, listen to the odd tune, listen to the odd podcast. Um, Technically speaking. Yes, so before we begin uh, I'd just like to say if anybody wants to get involved they can find us on social media at Technically Pod across all channels. And uh, I'm going to flip reverse this on you, Peter. Uh, the email uh, where people can get in touch. The email that you can use to get in touch with this podcast is the very beautiful hello at technicallypod.co.uk. Yes, and we now, uh, for this will be the fourth week, have a website which is technicallypod.co.uk where you can find links to all social media emails and where to find us um, available on 10 platforms now so tell your friends tell your family tell your pets tell everyone about this podcast tell your pets dogs uh, that's what you need uh, to do we'll we'll, we'll build a community and uh, it will be it'll be good so we'll just we'll just dive right in peter um so the first thing i want to ask you about is your sort of your mobile phone it's the sort of go-to for everyone um people i know of people who genuinely judge people based on the mobile phone they'll use um so what, what type of uh, what type of model are you sporting so at the moment i am using a iphone 8 iphone 8 correct how are you finding it you know it's really nice i moved to the iphone 8 from the iphone se um so i'd gone real way back i had an iphone 6 and yeah. i really liked that phone um, but I was looking for something new and something to save a wee bit of money. I was just about to leave my job at O2 at the time. Um, so I got an iPhone SE, which was an iPhone 6S, just in the shape of a 5S, if you can yeah. imagine that. Okay. 
uh, and it was really good. It was a real cost saver, but I managed to get a better processor, a better camera. But I very, very quickly started to miss that larger display. And I know that larger display on the iPhone 8 is not very big when you look at the iPhone 10 and stuff like that that's yeah. coming out these days. But um, the iPhone 8, I've had it for just coming up for a year now, I think, maybe a couple of months away. And uh, you know, it's been great for me, it's been solid. It's been the first iPhone that I've had that I've not really felt any slowdown or any battery degradation over the time, which uh, has always been the worst thing about having an iPhone, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, we, we both had the SE, we discussed this on earlier episodes, so if you've not listened, go back, have a listen to them. Um, that was a really bad feature of that phone. Um, so is there, is there anything you feel about this phone that sort of stands out? Is there anything, or is it just like, a good all-round performer. So for me, and the way technology kind of is in my life, is when I first went to university, I got told that if you want to know how to code on a MacBook and a Windows, you need to have a MacBook, because if you get a Windows laptop, it just doesn't talk to Apple stuff. Yeah. So way back, I bought myself a MacBook Pro. Yep. And ever since then, it has just been completely obvious to me that if you don't have an iPhone, everything really doesn't sync up the way you, you'd, you'd yeah. like it to. Yeah. You know, when you've got an iPhone, all the music syncs itself, it always backs itself up, all the photos transfer from device to device. The amount of things that it just does in the background for a pure convenience factor, for me, is a game changer. Yeah. Um, I just think that in terms of iPhone versus Android, I prefer the App Store um, on iPhone. I tend to find that the quality of apps the apps that are available um, tend to be of a higher quality. The apps that I would like to use in my personal life, I tend to find they're updated more frequently. They get features first. I just tend to find that there's no real standout feature of the iPhone 8. It's a really, really solid version of a phone that's been, what, 10 years in the making? Yeah. It doesn't have any major flaws apart from no headphone jack. Yeah. And that will forever eat me up. But that's literally my only complaint yeah. with this phone. I mean, I'm uh, really happy with it otherwise. If you're buying a new phone these days and it does have a headphone jack, then it's probably an exception. Um, so, I mean, it just it just seems like a very refined device. Um, but what I was going to ask you was then, you you obviously own your own business. Yep. Um, so I would assume that continuity between devices is probably very important because you, I mean, I don't know anyone that uses the calendar feature as much as you do. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, I think the calendar's a great way to describe why I like Apple devices so much. So when you've got a calendar with most companies, it's linked to an account, and no matter what device you're on, everything's there. So if I yeah. say that, for example, from 4 until 7 today, I'm going to be recording a podcast, once I've shoved that into my phone, I'm going to get a notification on my MacBook at 10 to 4 saying you're about... You, you need to get prepped for this podcast because you're doing it in 10 <laughs> minutes. You better know what you're up to. Yeah. Um, and that that level of convenience mixed with time management for me is the best way for me to go about my day. Don't get me wrong, I love my calendar, but it's probably also the biggest source of anxiety for me right now. Yeah. Because I set crazy, I'm like, yeah, I'll get up at six and I'll do work. And, oh. and then I'll wake up at half eight and I'll be like, the day is over, the day is ruined. <laughs> That, for me, is the biggest thing I'm trying to get over. So do you feel it can help you and hinder you then? Yeah, that totally. Sense, it can put like, too much pressure on your me, day-to-day life. For me, working to a schedule and working to a calendar is something that I've found really difficult because 
I've not really had the traditional experience of working in a nine to five job where you have to be there or someone's yeah. going to like come for you, kick you out, yeah. you know that way. So I've got to build that level of determination and motivation myself. Um, and I'm lucky that I'm able to do that. I tend to find that I'll do work at like half 10, 11 o'clock. And there'll be people out there who will say, well, why don't you just work at that time? But at the same time, I do feel like I'm wasting the day if I'm sleeping until eight, nine o'clock when I could be out doing a bit of exercise or even just getting out of work and just doing the work. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather finish my work and have the day left rather than sleeping and working late. For me, I'd rather maximize my day as much as possible. So are there any like, are there any apps? Are there anything that you use to help you with that? Is totally, man. So, I mean, obviously, I use I use Google Calendar, the app. Yeah. Um, it's got a really useful feature that I like to use. So, you can not only add goals, uh, not only can you add events, but you can add goals. Yeah. So, you can fill up your calendar, but then you can add an, a goal that says, you know, I want to go to the gym twice a week. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I burped there for the, the, the listeners <laughs> at home. Um so you can it will look through your calendar and it will find appropriate times for you to go to the gym ah right it's really really cool and remember you tell me about this so basically if you had a day and you had like like two to five with nothing and yeah. then it would go yeah and, and it's Pound all, some iron yeah exactly i mean i'd never do it but you know that's that's the type of thing it's little features it's like that. that counts yeah i mean in, in other terms i use um todoist mm-hmm. I used to do this for all of my recurring events. So every week I need to do the banking, every week I need to do admin. Yeah. <coughs> every week I'll need to do particular things, pay people, pay myself. Woo. Um, <laughs> Those and drawings. I've, and I've got all of that just set up to remind me. So I've I've got my month kind of all planned out and yeah. it'll remind me. And then for just day-to-day tasks, I'll scribble them down. Um, otherwise, they will just go straight out of my head. Um, in terms of banking... I've found that for keeping the books good, um, I currently use Monzo yeah. for all my personal stuff, and I'm really hoping that I can get something like that for the business. So Monzo do, at the moment don't have a business option. You would think. But there's a competitor called Starling, and I want to try them. Okay. I really want to try them because, I mean, I'll, I'll leave Monzo to talk to you about because I think you you can you can gush about Monzo. I think yeah. you like it. Yeah. You're I'm a big, big fan. fan. You're a big fan. Um. Just looking through my phone otherwise, looking at particular apps I use. I've got a screen that's dedicated for all the apps I use. There's nothing really crazy that I use that would be um, imperative to day-to-day life. I use an app called Notion, and that's kind of like the the knowledge base of the full business. You know, you can see the hashtags we use on Instagram to the customer service process. We've kind of got everything that I kind of need in that one yeah. app which is a really, really good thing to have rather than jumping about old Facebook messages or old conversations, looking at how we'd implemented things before. Um, I'm quite good with my, like my data management, so pretty much everything in my MacBook gets synced up to Google Drive. Yeah. So as soon as we save this podcast file, it'll be available for me anywhere in the world if I logged in with a particular device. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is, for me, even just talking about it for me if i can do something and it's available everywhere yeah for me that just makes my life a hell of a lot easier so we'll, we'll move on a wee bit your, your your macbook then obviously do you just is it very much of a similar vein like so it is yeah i mean i've found that there's not really a microsoft device out there for me that i would probably consider buying 
Um, for me, when I was looking at uh, replacing my older MacBook, which um, broke because the hinge was goosed. I mean, Apple fixed it, but I ended up giving it to my dad because I was without it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I regret doing that because I'm out of a lot of money. Yes. So. But when I was looking at Windows devices, um, there was the Microsoft Surface Laptop, and that was something that I thought about looking at. Mm-hmm. And there was the Dell XPS. And I think those devices would never have existed without the really high quality materials that Apple has became so kind of famous for. For me, the all kind of metal body and stuff like it. For me, it's a premium device. It's something that I can trust. I can just use I, I mean, it. Just looking at the price, it's a premium device. It's a premium um, device, exactly. Um, so, but however, hit me. If, if, if you get a crumb. Yes. Under that. Yes. Keyboard. If I get a bloody crumb yeah. under that keyboard, I am goosed. And you know what? You're totally right. That's one of the biggest flaws of this laptop is the keyboard. And it's happened to me plenty of times where I'll be typing away. Next thing you know, the letter I just isn't playing ball. Yeah. And you, you're sitting there for a good half hour with a very pointy knife just trying to get that bit of dust <laughs> out and it's ridiculous it is one of the biggest pet peeves and I don't think it should happen with a laptop at this price point Yeah. but at the same time I don't think I would have got this laptop if my other laptop hadn't broke I'd probably still be using that other laptop for me there was nothing really lo- wrong with that laptop there's nothing really wrong with this laptop so I mean for me it's just something I can rely on uh, yeah so you you find that the Apple products just give you the continuity that you look for then yeah, so I mean, it's difficult because there's not a Google ecosystem out there. I think I'd be very tempted to move to that. I think that the Android itself is a really nice platform, and I think that I tend to use a lot more of Google services than Apple services. I don't yeah. use iCloud that much. I don't really use a lot of Apple services at all. I'm, I'm using Gmail, I'm using Google Drive. Like, I'm really inherited in that Google ecosystem, but Google only make Chromebooks. Yeah. And for me, I need a lot more than that. Yeah. So I think if there was another operating system out there that um, Google were kind of leading the line for, I'd be really tempted to move. Um, but for me, it's uh, Apple is definitely the best option at the moment. Um, so if we just if we move on, obviously that's we've, we've spoken a lot about how you use tech in your sort of working life and with your business and stuff. Yes. Uh, Theretro.co.uk, just a wee plug. Nice plug. Um, so... If, when you're at home, you've had a long day in the office because you do go to the office during the day, and you just you just want to unwind a wee bit. What do you what what do you, what do, you do? Do you so is it is it like an Xbox? Do we have like music on? Obviously, we spoke the last time we spoke about the Alexa. Um, so when I'm just kind of chilling, it will tend to be. You know, it's not been the Xbox too much recently. I played a lot of FIFA 18. I played a lot of Madden 18. I know I'm one of those guys. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, in terms of music, I've got a kind of hi-fi setup that was kind of um, built up over time. Um, so I've got a turntable, some really nice hi-fi speakers, um, and I'll play vinyl from that. But I've, a- I've actually been finding that more recently. Um, what I've done is... Um, it was, a good, it was my dad's idea, actually, but um, we have an aux cable that plugs into the hi-fi setup, okay. and, it's, and it's a Bluetooth streamer. Right. So it's always plugged in, so it means I've always got a Bluetooth device. Oh. So I can just Bluetooth from my phone. That's good. And it plays through the full hi-fi yeah. setup. So before I had a Harman Kardon speaker, and I was using that for Bluetooth, and it was good, but it wasn't hi-fi sound. It wasn't yeah. really great, but it was good. It filled the room up, and I think for 99% of people it would have been fine. 
But I'm sitting there with two, three feet speakers either side of me, yeah. and I'm going, well, I'm obviously not getting the best sound quality here. So I recently got a Bluetooth speaker. It's always plugged in, so it's always turned on. Don't get me wrong, it's a bit of a nightmare. You go answer a phone call, and the person comes through the two fucking speakers like that, that's a nightmare. Yeah. So rather than it coming through here, the call will come through two massive speakers, and you're like, ah, give me a second <laughs> as you scramble to try and fix what has just happened. Sometimes it'll happen as well if you like go to watch like a video on Facebook and it's like um you know like you get those um uni lad. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh it's just random music in the background, you're like, Oh, that is absolutely blast you'll be sitting downstairs yeah. in the living room and it'll just be like playing at like a thousand decibels <laughs> up in the room. I'm like, Oh wow. House is shaking. Aye man, it's brutal. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, but that's a very small downside of it. So, I mean, I've never been one of those people who I think if I had like a hi-fi setup like like your own, then I would probably be a bit more into to blaring it. But um, so so you use that for your music. You you a big gamer then? Well, as I say, I'm a bit of a basic gamer. I am a big fan of FIFA. FIFA. And I messed around with Fortnite when it first came out. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played it. Uh, once or twice I played it. So I probably put a couple hours into that. Um, I actually really like the idea of Fortnite as a game, but I'm bad at it. Yeah. I think that's more what it is. I'm just bad at I'm it. Always, I'm always really bad at uh, shoot-em-ups. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, in terms of other games, I've always been a really big fan of kind of indie games and kind of smaller games, like these little arcade games. I think the most amount of video games I play would probably be on my phone. Yeah. I play some amount of rubbish on my phone, and that's not like the whole Candy Crush stuff. Yeah. It has like football games and... Score Hero. Yes! I'm playing Score Hero. Are you, have you played Score Match? I have not, but I, I think I downloaded it. And so Score Match is the one you where you play with folk club. online? No, Score Match, you play with folk online. You can like verse them. Oh, I think it's I have great. This. What, it's, um, it's fantastic. See for Score Hero, what, what level are you on? I will tell you what level I'm on in Score Hero. For anyone that's not played Score Hero, this is a very, very, very sad score. Level 167. Oh, I've got to say, I think I've got you beaten here. Oh, I I, I am stuck on this level. I cannot get past it. I've been on it for, but can I say, I've been on this level for about a year now. Like, I don't play Hero that much, it's more match. Uh, I am on level 472. What the hell, Aaron? Uh, I've got 1,015 stars. I've got 366 by start comparison. Uh, I think after this podcast, I might get you to blast through a few levels for Yeah, me. I'll, I'll give that a go. Thanks, So, you're, you're sort of a more casual gamer, you'll play definitely things on your phone on your commute, that kind of thing? Definitely lean towards um, more casual gaming, yeah. Most commutes, it's podcast on and playing a bit of score match if yeah. I've got the internet for it, yeah. definitely. Um, so, I mean, that's probably taking us up to about the end of the first part, but there's definitely some things in there that I think would be good to go into more detail in perhaps another show. We could do a part two of this. If you would like to question me more in this, then I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd be quite interested. There's a few things that we've not quite had time to touch on, but Let's um, do it. we shall uh, move on and then uh, part two. We'll switch uh, it I'm going to give the reins over to our Pedro and he's going to be uh, roasting me. I will be because. Um, your tastes are wrong. I'm only, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, right, just well, join us after this. Yep, join us after this quick one.
And we're back, and I am now going to be quizzing you, Aaron, quizzing you lyrical, um, about how you use technology in your day-to-day life. No pressure. So if you were to describe a typical day at uni, uni. What, uh, what technology do you find yourself using? Because I think this question will be really quite interesting when, um, if there's a lot of students listening out there, how they use technology will probably differ quite a lot from you, yeah. and I think the way that you use it is quite innovative. Well, I mean, it's sort of changed for my undergrad. Um, Hit me with now. Now? Hit me with I thought about, I, was, oh, well, I was thinking of me comparison, maybe, right. but for now, um, just just sort of, like, at the, at the current moment that I'm on, I'm sort of... I'm just using a lot of Microsoft Office. No, 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 no. This isn't what I was talking about. So, you have an iPad. Yes. That is different from 90% of people that I know. Yeah, I thought you meant on campus because basically, in fact, this is probably the best way to do it. I'll give you a rundown then. Yes, this is what I'm here for. Essentially, on campus, I will take handwritten notes and I'll have my laptop in case anything... Uh, comes up, and I know it might seem a bit strange not bringing the iPad in and bringing my laptop in, but this is just the way I like to do it because I don't actually use my iPad for um, sort of. So if I'm doing, I'm doing like an essay and stuff just now. I'm not using my iPad for that. What I'm using it for is I will get all my references. So you'll use um, I think the Strathclyde uh, Uni is. Uh, it's called Supremo. Supremo! Um, yes, it is called Supremo. It's a great name. You search articles and databases, uh, you find what you're looking for. I will then download those in PDF format, send them to myself on How do you Facebook send them? Messenger. Oof, oh, oh. Uh, you need a centralised storage system. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only uh, so then That's just me that's a freak like that, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone uh, else uses <laughs> Facebook Messenger. I'll download them from Facebook Messenger and then send them to OneNote on my iPad at home. Oh, OneNote. So Who's that made by? Microsoft is part right. of the Office package now. Right, okay. Um, so I'll send them to OneNote uh, and attach them so you can attach it as either an attachment or a printout. So you have to attach it as a printout for the PDF to copy properly. If you add it as an attachment, it's just like... And what do you mean by copy? Do you mean does it actually just transcribe it into the document itself? It doesn't, no. It'll ju- it just like... Let's assume you open a PDF file and you just get the PDF in front of you. It just does that. So but it displays on, it. So it's on the actual page. Rather than a link to it. Yeah. So, like, if I were to control F anything within the document, it wouldn't find anything for me. Which is, which is admittedly a drawback. Because if you're sitting trying to wade through 25 pages of sheer guff, then it can be difficult. Definitely. Um, but... It's just knowing that then that just comes in, like your academic reading, sort of, and how well we do that. That's a pretty interesting <laughs> workflow. So you do the handwritten notes, and then are you transcribing that into OneNote? So the important stuff, is it? Yeah. Key stuff? So basically, I like to go over things a lot. That's basically the way I taught myself to learn, um, which isn't the most efficient way to learn, I've now, I've now realised. Um, but that gives me the chance to go over things again, I'll rewrite it because obviously you get Apple Pencil now with iPad. Uh, so I will write notes in using Apple Pencil and then any reading that I've had to do for essays or just for class, I will annotate and write notes and on those in one note. And do you use anything 
I'm presuming if you have to type at all, that's when you just revert back to your laptop. Um, like if I'm writing an essay or something. Yeah. 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 So you're not, you've not got like the Apple keyboard or anything because like that. It, well, I've got, I've got a keyboard and stuff. I mean, it's not great. It does a job if I'm ever needing it. But essentially, it's good as well because at basically my setup, I can have my laptop with the document that I'm working on, and then to my left, my iPad, and I can easily access. Oh, because OneNote is essentially a mobile notebook and you make chapters and then pages within those chapters and then basically you can have an individual page for all for, like for individual PDFs so for just now when I'm working on an essay I need about 10 references I can keep all my references in the one place but they're not all sort of overlapping spelling over into one another and then I can keep my document open at all times which means I don't then get fall down a Google rabbit hole. Uh, I like it. So it's just, a, I think, it's a bit of a contrived way, but it's it's definitely something that if I'd just started uni, I would never have thought of doing. But going through that experience... That's cool, man. It is helpful. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like a much better way of working than I ever did at uni, so yeah, it's awesome. It's much better than I ever did the first time round as well. So, since you're, we're speaking about a student... Yeah. I'm going to hit you with three aspects of modern apps, right? Okay. What I want, I want your quick fire hot takes on them, right? So you're a student, it's a night out, I'm gonna give you three apps, and I want you to tell me whether they're beef or bust, <laughs> right? Beef means they're good, bust means they're trash, okay? So, first part of a night out, you're in Spoons. Okay. You're using the Spoons app to pay your bill and get drinks. Beef or bust? Beef, and, and I beef. love beef, but can I add a small caveat? Sure can. Now, for drinks, uh, like beefy, we're talking beefy, right? right. <clears throat> We've got, I mean, we're talking top side fillet for, even, for ordering drinks, right? Even if there's a queue, because I know some people, they don't like the app, because um, they think it's quick at a queue. Well, no, because... You're uh, still beef? Yeah, I'm I still like beef. It. I like because it. Because if, you, if you're, if you're going to have an app like that and not expect to wait, then... Yeah. What are you up to? Yeah. Um, it's like people who moan that McDonald's now do table service. Yes. You're like, of course you're going to wait it's table service. Yes. Like, if you go to a restaurant and order it, it doesn't come out. It, like, they don't just slap it to you on the on so, the pass in the kitchen. Um, however, one thing they have to fix for food. Yep. You have to be able to add or take away. So if you order a burger. But you don't want cheese. Can you not put you in comments at all in the app? Not that I've found that's anyway. Ridiculous. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I've not found that. It's fair. So that's a that's a slight bust within the beef. So we're we're ninety. Per, I'm going to say we're beef. Yeah. We're beef for that. Okay. We're more beef than bust. Second part of the night out, you're buying drinks, you're doing rounds, and someone bails. You've got the split bill feature in Monzo. You're using Monzo. Beef or bust? Beef. Hit me with the beef. Well, what's your hot take? I mean. You're, if somebody's actual done done the old Gareth Bale, and you, and they've not paid for their round, you just die. Just just split it with them. Just just go for it. Just be like that. You have not paid. Your dues. You were on this night out. You've not paid a round. Pay with you. And I don't know about you, but I actually find Monzo stops me from drinking a wee bit. Yeah. Because it gives you a push notification every yeah. time you've bought a drink. So see when you're at the point where it's like, Monzo sent you six notifications yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should 
not buy another drink. Mm. Look at those um, three pound white Russians and sleazies. Yes. Uh, so, have you got anything else to say about Monzo? Anything else in your uh, hot take? Just got to say, I'm a big fan of Monzo as an app. Um, I think eventually, once um, sort of obviously there's certain countries and stuff where cards aren't as widely used um, I think as soon as that takes off that will be absolutely laughing with Monzo because it obviously automatically uh, <clears throat> converts currency it's a really you, really cool feature you land somewhere um, you've got the whole you've got the piggy bank do you have a piggy bank thing on Monzo? is that um, where you round up all the transactions? Yeah. I do that it's fantastic uh, I think that's a great feature um, basically I'm stuck in a bit of a rut with RBS at the moment looking to move permanently to Monzo I've got a Monzo account there waiting it's just a case of me like for nearly like beginning to start that process but I think I'll probably hold off for a while um, any reason? purely um, logistics it's a bit of an undertaking changing bank account that's why banks always offer um, really large offers uh, to incentives move. to move because they know that it's it is such a, a pain. Yeah, because I know that Monzo now have the switch service, the accredited direct debit switch service, but yeah. I don't trust it. Anyway, that's your second part of a night out. We're closing out. You're getting home. You call an Uber. Beef or bust? Uh, it's, a, it's, an, it's a hat trick of beef, I've got to say. It's a hat trick of beef? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Triple beef? Yeah, beef, beef, beef. Do you know that way when you have like certain... Um, uh, countries have a triple A financial rating. That this this night out has a triple uh, triple beef <laughs> triple beef rating. Um, so what I would say with Uber, we've spoken about it before at length, but to just quickly go back over it, if you're really 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 like paralytically drunk, don't use it because you'll end up paying about four times your fare. If you've got like, I mean, I, I'm willing to go one point, like one point five is the most I'm willing to go. So this is the surge fare, where when it's busy, yeah. they make you pay more, and there's that, a multiplier. Yeah, and that that entices more drivers to come out in the road. So if your fare's ten pounds, it's a one point five surge. You pay fifteen pound. <clears throat> um, Uber, I think it's a great concept. I think it works really well especially in a city like Glasgow, which has needed something to sort of give the, the, the traditional sort of taxi companies a wee, a wee kick up the backside. Um, and the good thing about it as well is obviously the convenience where an Uber is two minutes away, a taxi from my hometown is 20 minutes away, and you're paying an extra few pounds. So, did I miss any apps that you would find, or any technology that you would find useful on a night out? I know there's some people who use, I've never used it myself, but I know that you can go to some pubs and you can request tunes on apps. Yeah. I don't know if you've used anything like that. Yeah, I've used that in the Ark in Glasgow. They've got uh, something like that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's just called something like, it's like a, it's like some jukebox or something. Uh, the, the song choice is quite limited, but uh, things like that are quite good. Um, what I've got to say, I'm not a big fan of pub quiz app, uh, on mobiles because, like, putting the first letter in or like a number, it's just not good. Like, to know that I don't know, uh, 
to know that the type of car that JFK was in when he got shot was a Lincoln Continental is something different to just hitting the letter L. Uh, I just think yeah. it takes away from that. And also, someone could only know Continental. Yeah. I think it's pretty limiting. I totally agree with you. So you'd say pub quizzes on the phone, bust. No go, a big, a big bust. So, <laughs> would that be your, your wrap-up on the night out? Yeah. Cool, so, taking it into the home after a day of work, a day of studying, a day of teaching, whatever you're up to, how do you relax? Um. I'll relax. We have an Apple TV. Ooh. Um, an Apple device I don't have. We use an Apple TV in, so in the you, house. Do you use that quite a lot? Uh, yeah, because we have it uh, connected to our living room TV. So, I mean, we mainly just use it for Netflix. Um, but it's good because it just, it just works. And it's always reliable. And... That's good, and then, you know, if you're just wanting to sit in bed and watch a bit of telly, then I use a PS4, because that has Netflix, it has YouTube, it has iPlayer, so we watched all eight episodes of Killing Eve. I've not watched it yet. Oh my god. Don't yeah. spoil it. You have to watch it. I just finished Anybody The Bodyguard. You have to watch it. I just finished um, The Bodyguard. Did you watch The Bodyguard? No, I've not <gasps> watched The Bodyguard. You didn't watch The Bodyguard? Swap you. Yeah. Right, okay. I'll watch Killing Eve. You watch The Bodyguard. We'll come back, back. <laughs> next week. Go crazy about it. Yeah. We're turning this into a TV show podcast, everyone. Game's a bogey. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll use that for that. Uh, other than that, I will... I'll use... Um, see, I'm, I'm a bit like you, very much a casual gamer. Oh, so are I. So with games, I know that you're a huge PS4 fan. You're, you love the Sony. Uh, I've, all, I've always had Sony devices. Uh, you PS1. love them. You love them. I had the PS1, I had the PS2, I had the PSP, I had the PS3, and now I've had the PS4. Damn. Um, so I've Any particular more... reason? Because um, I've switched. I had an Xbox 360, had a PS3, and I then went back to Xbox One. I don't find myself seeing any major... I don't find myself seeing any major advantages either side. I'm Not just anymore. curious. I'm just curious. Uh, I think... The, the sort that sort of ever raging battle that happened obviously Nintendo fell away because it mm. fell away with the Japanese economy didn't it um, in the nineties um, and in late nineties Sony came along with the PlayStation um, the PS2 then came out I think it's deep deep rooted deep rooted into the PlayStation PlayStation especially you, the PlayStation Two would you say it's tradition uh, yes I, I, PlayStation Two is my favourite console. Oh, it's a classic. Um, I don't think anyone would dispute that the PlayStation 2... My PlayStation 2 worked for 11 years. That's how long it actually fully operated. Uh, So it was was extremely reliable. Uh, See, this is the thing. I don't like slimline versions of PlayStation consoles. You like the ones that heat up a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So I think think Xbox... Because I had an original Xbox. Uh... I had an original Xbox, but I did, and compared to the PS2, it just wasn't like it wasn't up to the, up to scratch. But the Xbox stole a march when the PS3 came out, and it was really overpriced. But the PS4 has now restored that balance, I would say. Definitely, because that was one of the big, big reasons that I got the Xbox was that I could get two controllers, Xbox, and a game of FIFA, and it was like two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, you're talking at least four hundred for a PlayStation. Yeah. So yeah, but very interesting. Now. 
I must admit, there was a couple of things in there that I didn't know about, and I'm sure there was a lot in there that the, the listeners at home had no idea about. Yeah. I think in particular for me, I didn't realise how how useful an app like OneNote could be. Yeah. Um, now, if anyone at home has any questions about how me or Arn work on a daily basis, if you want to give us any app suggestions, um, any suggestions about what we could be doing to make our lives more fun with the technology, yeah. you can reach out, and it's dead easy to do so. See if you just visit technicallypod.co.uk. It's got all of our social media, it's got our email, and it's got all the places that you can listen to us on there. Is that fair, on? I would say that's extremely fair. Brilliant. Well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And is there anything you want to close out with, Arn? Uh, just uh, thanks for listening. Um, we are trying to build a community here. We want more and more people to listen. So if you enjoy us, and you, or, I mean, even if you've not enjoyed us, which, I mean, I'd have to question you, but you think you know someone who would enjoy us tell them uh, we want to build a community we want to have a laugh we want to yeah just just talk converse with people answer their questions we want to know what you guys yeah. think as well I think there's a lot of different perspectives out there when it comes to technology a lot of different opinions and the more that we can get involved I think the more useful and the more fun that this show could become in general because yeah, I mean it can, it can help it could help people genuinely could help people when Definitely. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Adios.